High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Well, it's time for my old mate Michael Graham, who presumably will, will be full of bah humbug about the Democrats. <laughs> well, and Santa apparently <laughs> is a long standing member of the Democratic Party, Michael. Of course he is, because he gives away stuff that somebody else somewhere is supposed to pay for. In fact, the <laughs> ultimate candidate for the Democratic Party would be Santa Claus. Gifts for everyone. For, you know, for, for Democrats, it's always Christmas Eve and never the end of the month. It's always time to give away other people's stuff and never time for someone to actually pick up the tab and get the credit card bills. But let's talk about the by, And by the way. I think we all should uh, give a special thank you to uh, Angela Merkel and all the super brilliant Euro weenies with their open borders policy for a Christmas that is now synonymous with terrorism, uh, not just in Europe, but now across the world. And we will leave that for another day, George. Let's talk about more fun things. Well, I, I tell you, uh, I'm not. Uh, apparently, it's the 70th anniversary of It's a Wonderful Life. Not mm. my favorite movie, even though Jimmy Stewart is one of my favorite actors. Where are you on It's a Wonderful Life? Well, it's a Wonderful Life is not only not a great Christmas movie, it is one of the most awful, evil movies ever meant and I, made. And I've never understood, even as a kid, I didn't understand why people thought this was such a great movie. The movie is a horrible tragedy. Anyone who can watch that movie and not cry for poor George Bailey has no heart. I mean, it's, the, 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 even just the basic simple plot of, you know, here's this poor guy who everybody around him is a screw up. His brother, you know, falls to the ice, has to save him, loses hearing in one ear. His, you know, uh, his uh, friends are all dopes. The town can't figure out how to, you know, feed themselves and get jobs. He's supposed to be able to go off to college, but his brother screws that up when he comes home with the bride. So he's stuck in this crappy job at this crappy little building alone that's not making anybody any money. And, uh, you know, he's he's poor. He's and then his dipsomaniacal uncle. Remember that guy? I forget that actor, George, the kind of the chubby guy uh, who has. And if you notice in the film, an inordinate fondness for animals. I didn't want to go there. He gives eight thousand dollars of the poor building and loans money to the town evil, you know, uh, finger tapping, uh, mustache swirling uh, banker, Mr. Potter. And that's so we get to this crisis point and George Bailey, who spent his whole life suffering so that others can do better, <clears throat> needs a little help from heaven. And who does heaven send him? Heaven sends him the, you know, th uh, uh, a, a guy from the uh, back room of the second rate angels department, bureaucrat third <laughs> class, because Clarence Angel shows up. George, what is the obvious solution to George Bailey's problem? The obvious solution is for the angels to show up and go, hey, George, P Potter's got your money. It's right over there. He's got your eight grand. There it is. You know, un Uncle uh, 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 Billy gave it to him. No, 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 no. Instead, the angel makes George suffer even more by going through this horrific vision of his life where the woman he loves doesn't know him and his kids aren't around. And so they, they torture him some more. They torture him so much, George, that in the <laughs> movie, we're supposed to be happy because George Bailey's neighbors all had to break their piggy bank to bail him out. He still lives in the same crappy house, still has the same crappy job. And George, the best part, 
Potter still has the eight thousand dollars. <laughs> the evil banker is eight oh, grand damn. to the good. Oh, How, you think this is a wonderful life? You must be some kind of sadistic freak. I'm telling you, Goebbels would have watched this movie and gone, "Man, these people are tough." <laughs> Tell me, you must have a favorite Christmas movie. There must be some heart beating in Graham, is there? Well, of course there is, and I'll get that in a second. But first, I just want to stop and point something out. Whenever I make this point about It's Wonderful Life, people go, Michael, you're missing the point of the movie. The point of the movie is that George Bailey is the richest man in in uh, uh, Bedford Falls because he has friends who love him. I'm, I'm sorry. You can have friends who love you and still live in a penthouse in New York City. This was a guy who was smart and motivated and could have done a lot of good for the world. You want to show me the wonderful life, George? Show me, have it be Clarence Angel, show me the life where George Bailey gets the hell out of that crappy town, gets a college degree, and becomes an architect, builds dams in Central America that provide water for hundreds of thousands of families. We get it, well Graham. That's, that's the it. wonderful life. And this is my point. It's a Wonderful Life is the Euroweenie's perfect Christmas movie because the best and brightest in the movie suffers so that people who don't who who, uh, who care less and who achieve less can do better. That's why I don't like it. Now, here in America, we're having a current debate about what, whether or not the greatest Christmas movie is Die Hard, uh, starring Bruce Willis as the terrorist fighter. And I'm very serious about this. There are people who think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't think it's a Christmas movie at all. Um, I'm... My favorite Christmas movies aren't actually movies. They're TV segments. I just watched it again last night. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Absolutely fantastic. It's very hard for me to watch it without tearing up. And then uh, <clears throat> the original uh, cartoon version of uh, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. I hate the movie, the Jim Carrey. You know, it's too, They try to do too much with it, and it, gets, it, it misses the point. But the original Grinch Who Stole Christmas with Boris Karloff doing the narration absolutely magnificent. Now that's Christmas, George Hook. All right. Now, one of the things that uh, is certainly happening on Christmas Day in the Hook life is 16 of us Hooks in some shape or form Hooks are getting together, eight grandchildren, three children, three husbands and wives, uh, and Ingrid and myself, 16 in total. Now, <clears throat> it'll be turkey and ham and mince pies and all that sort of stuff. I am absolutely certain that a North Carolina guy like you is going to have a totally different kind of dinner. <laughs> well, first of all, it's South Carolina. Not that that would matter in uh, in Ireland. But yeah, absolutely. Very, very different. And I just want to say I'm very excited because my 90-year-old grandmother who lives on the West Coast uh, will be coming out for Christmas this year. So it's going to be terrific. And <clears throat> we're going to have a good Southern Christmas starting off in the morning with these wonderful things that might we call them sausage balls. I don't even know what they are, but uh, it's a it, it, they're little uh, biscuits with spicy hot sausage and cayenne pepper and sharp cheddar cheese mixed in them. So each one's about the size of a oversized marble. So they're really they're kind of small and they're crunchy on the outside and super spicy and they wake you up in the morning. And uh, then, you know, of course. In, in the states, in the in the south, ham is kind of the Christmas go-to. You do th Thanksgiving is turkey, but Christmas is ham. And then we make this uh, great uh, southern sweet potato souffle, where you make uh, you know the sweet potatoes like in a casserole, you know, like normal, typical, kind of in a big dish. But then you make a 
proline, which is a candy where you melt, you, you cook uh, sugar just long enough so it'll hang together as a piece of candy and put pecans and cinnamon in it. And you're supposed to dollop them out like little candies. But what I do is I take the whole pot and I just pour it over those sweet potatoes. So you end up with this nice fluffy sweet potato underneath and then a piece of candy on top, George. Massive sugar impact for Christmas. <laughs> Well, is that what you're going to cook for all the grams at Christmas? Yes, then? yes. I make this. I make the sweet potato proline casserole, um, and uh, my mom always burns the bread. It is our holiday tradition. As my dad says, it's not time to eat till Pat's burned the bread. So we wait for the smoke alarm to go off, and then we all run in and know all it's right, time. All right, okay. Because I will do nothing. All right? Nothing. I will. No, I will sit there, uh, starting with a lot of sherry, then move on mm -hmm. to wine, then move <laughs> on to Bailey's Irish cream. Yes. And then I am eventually then completely sozzled. Uh, <laughs> by, by, uh, right? And then I pick a fight. Then I pick a fight with some right. innocent member of the family uh, <laughs> who is the chosen one. I've been doing this for about 40 years who becomes the chosen okay. object of my anger, have a monumental row. Uh, the rest of the family come to his or her um, right. help, and they then uh, put me in a kind of a straitjacket, <laughs> and they take me <laughs> to bed and put me to bed at about you know four half uh, four in the afternoon. I would I would pay money. I would buy tickets to the George Hook family Christmas just to see that. See, being my family are Southern True. evangelicals, so we don't ever express our actual feelings. That's a very key part is to ne never let anyone know what you're really thinking. You know, my, right. my mo the motto of uh, in, in the part of the South I grew up in is if you can't say something nice, drink. And uh, so I, I can never hold my tongue or my liquor so it doesn't turn out well. All right. Well, look, have a great Christmas. Um... Uh, Michael and I. Before I die, I've got to try that Michael Graham Christmas menu. I haven't decided who I'm having a row with yet. I don't decide in advance. It just kind of <laughs> happens. Okay. It sounds absolutely great, George. Yeah. Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas God to all the great you. News Talk listeners. Absolutely, I, I, it's so much fun being part of the show. I really all love right. it. And uh, Santa this year, the sleigh is driven by Hillary Clinton. 